in today's service, we're going to be looking at the gift of God. Amen. The Amen. gift of God. It's Christmas season, right? And um, Christmas, most of the time, it's about, um, and popularly, uh, it's popular. It's it's about gift. You know, we give gift, and uh, there's so much gift exchange that mm-hmm. goes with Christmas. Well, uh, I think it's important that we actually appreciate one special gift that we all have received from the Father. Amen. Amen. So, we want to take time to actually appreciate the special gift. Uh, appreciate God for the special gifts is given to us. So, let's turn our Bibles to John chapter four, verse ten. John four ten. Does it matter what version? Uh, I was using the King James, right? One second, I'm just trying this. Uh, yes, I was thinking that I didn't want to interrupt. Okay, you carry on. Go on. John four ten. Yes, please. Okay, so this is new, the New Living Translation. It says, Jesus replied, mm-hmm. if you only knew the gift God has for you mm-hmm. and who you are speaking to, mm-hmm. you would ask me and I would give you living water. Say that again. So I said, if you knew what? If you knew? If you only knew, knew. the gift mm-hmm. God has for you, if you mm-hmm. and who you are speaking to, mm-hmm. you would ask me mm-hmm. and I would give you living water. Amen. So Amen. he said, if you knew, if you know, if, if only you, if only, if, if you only knew, that's come on, if you only knew the gift of God, the gift God has asked for you, no, let me. I think I've read this question. Prefer your version. It says, if you knew the gift of God <laughs> and who it is that ask for a drink, so I've been meditating on this all through yesterday. So mm-hmm. that that's uh, the way that line is it's in, your it's in my mind. So if you knew the gift of God and who it is that ask you for a drink, you would have asked Him, and He would have given you living water. So if you knew the gift of God. Mm. If you knew the gift of God. So let's take a second to think about gift. Why do you give a gift? What is a gift? Right. Why do you give gift? What is a gift? So it's Christmas period, right? So we, I mean, a lot of people are spending a huge amount of money on gifts. But, you know, what is it? When I'm talking about gift here, we're talking about um, what you give to someone. We're not talking about talent. Right, so it's something you give willingly to someone, uh, say another word, a present. Yeah, so wh- why do you give present? What's the motive behind giving present? You know, a few things that God showed me, um, yesterday morning when I was meditating all of it, and throughout yesterday, I was even sharing my wife on our way back home from London. Yeah, we had a Christmas party last week, possibly. We, did. we had a Christmas party last, like yesterday, <laughs> and it was, it was fantastic, it was amazing. We had, we had so much fun, we really did. The family did a great job in organizing everything. We had singing, we had lots of food, yes, we had food great company. Yes. It was really good. He had his super malt, so all is well in this household. And I have some kind of special ginger beer that I've stuck oh, yes. in the fridge. Ginger um, beer was so good. You know, there's coronavirus out there now, it's mm-hmm. Omicron, right? So I'm not expecting guests. Right, so my ginger <laughs> beer will last me. Oh <laughs> There's so, love in sharing. So this is not the time to pay me a visit, please. <laughs> you can pay me a visit after Christmas because I ain't sharing. Somebody said there's love wow. in sharing. So there's something about the ginger beer, you know, because they are customized and especially made, yeah, especially handmade, especially made, made for homemade. me, very spicy, you know, kind of stuff. Uh, I think I have like five it's bottles. Really I good. took one last night. Right, so please. Uh, no, no offense, because, you know, because there's coronavirus, because there's Omicron outside, right? Wow. So, oh, oh it, it, we, I'm, I'm not taking visitors until after Christmas, amen. amen. <laughs> so, thank you, uh, a big thank you to the church family for putting that together yeah. and um, the gift, the hampers. You know, my tree is not empty this year, it wasn't empty last year, you know, <laughs> I have more basket this, this year, mm. so really appreciate you guys. God bless you, yes. yeah. Amen. So, tying down to gifts. Why do we give gifts? What's the gift? What's the present? So we received gifts yesterday. All right. We received gifts yesterday. And uh, Christmas, to a very much extent, is about receiving and giving gifts. Now, I'm not saying Christmas is about receiving and giving gifts from the perspective of the things that I've been teaching the past two weeks. So uh, I hope you guys will be able to really flow with me because I'm going to say certain things, right? Uh, but if you've been following us in the past two weeks, you understand what I mean. 
Right. So if you are visiting us for the first time or connecting with us for the first time, uh, you might want to watch uh, the, the service or listen to the service from last week and two weeks ago so that you can understand things in context. So this is the reason why I am strong advocate of the local church. Mm. Now, it's some may say it's because I'm a pastor. But the truth is this, you know, pastors, we are not grammarians or professors. We're, or we are, uh, what's called, I'm, I'm looking for another word, or I don't want to say motivational speakers, you know. We have a short time frame to communicate a message to people, yeah. right? We can be too, too accurate in, in the choice of words, right? And it is very good that people, you know, stay with the pastor or a church for a while and listen to the things they teach. Because the way I'm going to go about talking about Christmas today, some people say, you know, he said Christmas is about giving and receiving. No. But in the context of what, I'm, what we're talking about today, we're talking about what people do at Christmas. I'm not saying Christmas is about giving and receiving gifts. Christmas is about Jesus. It's about celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. And I spent some time last week to expound that a lot, expand on that a lot, the significance behind um, Christmas and why we should celebrate Christmas. So if I use some words talking about um, Christmas, about receiving and giving, you know, try to understand that I'm speaking in the context of the topic of the title we're talking about today. Amen. Please. Amen. Uh, maybe I will also refer back to this along the line so that I can clearly communicate, you know, because uh, I, I know a lot of things going on social media and Christians can be, and many Christians can be very funny. They hear something you see online, they say, and they start saying no one else stuff. And that, that it kind of bothers my heart. Like, when are we actually going to get to a point where we're intelligent? We are not, you guys watching me, but generally in body of Christ, you know, mature. You know, even a pastor can misspeak. And when I say misspeak, it may make it, um, it might make a mistake in what exactly he's saying. And then people pick one thing he said, mm-hmm. they didn't say correctly, and just blow it up and start saying no man are rubbish. And I'm like, when will you be mature enough to be able to have enough common sense to, I mean, everything he said was good, but he said something, maybe, maybe he was in a rush, in a hurry, or he might not even know that's what he said, or he might be thinking something else, and he said something else, right? Mm-hmm. And then he might use he for she, or say John 15, 16, son of John 16, 15. And people are like, hey, you don't even know the Bible. Like, I don't know why God is leading in this direction. When are we going to mature as believers to be able to fill in the gaps or the blanks or or the some loose ends for your leaders in the faith mm. or for one another. Do you know what the Bible says? The Bible the Bible encourages us, you know, to cover for one another, to protect one another. Yeah. You know, it's not that we should not call out some uh indiscipline in the church, but I guess that's why the Bible talks about in the book of John chapter Ephesians chapter four, why Jesus put into the into the body uh the the fivefold ministry. Yeah. He said, Until we come to the unity of the faith. Until we come to the full stature of the Son of God, until we all mature. So I guess that's the reason because maturity is very, very far. I mean, if we want to look at the, if we want to look at the size of Christ, of the Christian faith, right? I think we. I, this is just about my own mental estimation and based on the people I've been peace speaking to in my entire Christian life. I don't think I've met up to ten percent sound mature believers, and I'm not. I'm not kidding. I'm very serious. I mean, I don't think in my entire life, and I think I've met over a thousand Christians. Of all of the thousand Christians, I don't think I've met up to um, 100. So out of the thousand, I don't think I've met up to 100 that are mature, stable, sensible. And that's that's quite sad. And I know what I'm talking about. Mm. Uh, so when are we going to get there? I mean, this is a long journey. We want to talk about Christmas, but I feel the loss is not in my heart. I, I guess it's speaking to someone today about, you know, what are you going to do about your immaturity? And so when you come to... The Transformers Church, in case you're watching this for the first time, these are the kind of things you, you, you need to get to because uh, we'll, have, we'll have a message to teach and the Lord will lay something in our heart and then we'll have to cut it out. Yeah. I get it because uh, if it's a Bible school or a Bible teaching program, you know, most of the time they are specific to the teaching. But when it comes to Sunday service, God has to speak to the heart of people mm. because we've come to worship the Lord and we've come to fellowship together. So I feel the Lord is saying to people there that, what are you going to do about this babyish attitude? And there's a particular person who's watching me or listening to me. God is speaking to you. I mean, this division that you stir up in the social media and this, uh, yeah, this division, you got to work on it because God hates division in his body in the church. He hates it. You know, Apostle Paul said it in a way in the book of uh, John chapter 3. Uh, is it um, 1 Corinthians 3, I think 16, he said, the Corinthian church, it said they are the body of Christ. 
And whosoever wants to destroy the body, said the Lord will destroy. Showing us how God hates people causing division in the body of Christ. Mm. Amen. Amen. Please, let's work on that. Praise God. So, talking about gifting. Right, so I was talking about, you know, Christmas. In Christmas, as Christmas, we many people focus on giving gifts and receiving gifts. But what we want to talk about today is the gift of God. Mm. Human beings. I'm going to get you to go now. Human beings give gifts for many reasons. Right, and I think, in my own, in my own opinion, and I think. Because most of the giving that human beings do is sometimes conditional, mm-hmm. many people tend to see God's giving to be conditional. Uh, I guess okay. They tend to say, think it is conditional. So we want to focus on the gift of God's Christ Jesus, but what about other things that God has given to us in Christ Jesus? Many things that God has given to us through Christ Jesus, which we might be able to expand on one of them, many of these things... Many of us are not receiving them because we think we need to deserve them. Amen. Amen. We are thinking we need to deserve them. And I believe God wants to also speak to us. You know, are we just trying to and open up our heart and let God speak to us? That's why it's not the convention at our normal service. Mm. So God's going to just speak through us and bless you guys, right? Amen. Amen. So, there are many things that God has given to us through Christ Jesus, but many people think they need to deserve those things. And many of us do not even understand the ultimate gift. Mm. The ultimate gift. And the ultimate gift is Jesus. So I would like my wife to speak to say a few things about this giving as we press into it. I don't want to preach today. I'm trying to, you can see I'm controlling myself, right? Hmm. Gift of God. Yeah, we're gifting. Um, I, I also think that um, we, we usually have expectations. We have a list of the type of gifts that we would like to receive. Expectations, I love that. So um, a lot of times they're not spiritual. They are very much our needs and our wants and they're all valid. Um, but it's just that now we've come to the end of the year, we've got two more weeks to go or however many days it left in the year 12 days and we haven't necessarily seen those gifts and then we feel disappointed or we you know we feel like oh you know but god i prayed and god i asked and god i did this and god i did that and you did you didn't deliver basically and so we're feeling disappointed or we're feeling that we have we may have done something wrong to not receive the gifts right because we haven't done something well enough or you know whatever it is so this is so these are the things that will be running through some of us the minds of you know our minds at a point like this but sometimes what it is that you're asking god for is not necessarily what it is that you need or it's not necessarily what it is what is not necessarily what is actually good for you um so I just wanted us to be mindful that just because we haven't seen the gift, another thing is it may have been answered just because you haven't seen it in the physical does not mean that it hasn't been answered. Does not mean that it's not on the way. Does not mean that you know it's dependent on another another human being to actually bring it. If you're asking God for a house or let me use something more um, natural like a job <laughs> or for instance, you know. And you've applied and everything, you've done your part. And for some reason, the devil is just influencing one manager to just be silly. Maybe you've applied for a promotion at your current place of work. And there's just one manager who is allowing the devil use him to be stunting. You know what I mean? Like God will use someone. So God will have to work through a human being. So therefore, that might be the limiting factor, not necessarily God. So whatever, whatever it is that you're praying for, um, there's so many reasons why it may not have come to pass. But even aside from that, there's even... There are things that God has done throughout the course of the year um, that we need to be um, conscious of, mindful of, grateful for, and take account of it. Because you will, if you just sit down and take stock, your mind will be blown. Literally, God has done so much for us this year. Amen. I'm serious, Emma. I'm serious. I'm still taking notes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know, I was just catching things down. But when my wife started unpacking, I was like, I just got to take notes. So. If if the pastor of the church is taking notes as his wife is speaking, I see the reason why he should not be taking notes. Man, that's fantastic, man. Man, I can I can sleep there and unpack that one much more. But that's fantastic, you know. We're talking about the fact that um, people people's expectations. Mm. So, what did you expect from God, or what were you expecting from God? You see, one of the things why I started by talking about um, 
the motive behind our giving mm. and um, appreciating the ultimate gift of God, talking about Jesus, was because of the is, uh, was because of the transaction-like relationship that many of us have with God. Yeah, transaction-like relationship. God, you give me this. God, you give me that. And I think Christmas's time is a is a is a good time to bring to our remembrance the origin and the genesis of Christianity. Mm. The origin and the genesis of Christianity. Friends, Jesus is the origin of Christianity. Jesus is the genesis of Christianity. If there's no Jesus, there's no Christianity. So if we truly want to practice Christianity and actually be a Christian, we better understand the essence of Christianity. Amen. Amen. We better understand the essence of Christianity. Because what many of us are practicing is not Christianity. So many of us have been given a distorted, a distorted view of Christianity. Mm. We have, we, our, pers- our perspective of Christianity is not correct. It's not right on any ground. And it's not helpful for us because our expectations of God are then not correct. So mm. we expect God. We, ex- we are Christians because of what we want to get. Or when we give our life to Christ, when we came into the Christian family, we came in based on the things we want to get. So we don't see the giver. We don't understand the we don't even understand, we don't even know the giver, but what we want is what the giver gives gives. Mm. And the unfortunate thing is this many of the things that many of us are looking for want to get from the giver, many people who are not in the Christian family get these things without recognizing who we see as the giver. Yeah. So let's take finances or getting married or children for instance. That might be sensitive. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the living Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to be myself here. Amen. Lord, help me. Preach, please. Amen. Listening. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to calm down. Praise the Lord. So I don't get too excited. Sometimes my, my passion, you know, overshadows what I'm saying and people think I'm kind of angry or kind of things. So I'm trying to like, you know, maybe I should count to one to ten. One, two, oh, three. God. So I can calm down. So some things that people are looking for why they come to church. Mm. Guess it's about to get a bit sensitive. Ready? Right. Well, just take it. Take the, sh- take the shot. You know, let's read John 8.32 to calm people down before we, before I, John 8.32. Let me, let's, let's, let me give you a shot. So in case this applies to you, uh, so that you have the stamina to carry what we want to talk 32. about. 32. Yeah, John 8.32. Mm-hmm. This is the New Living Translation. Mm-hmm. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, mm-hmm. you are truly my disciples mm-hmm. if you remain faithful to my teachings mm-hmm. and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. He said, it's Jesus said in John uh, 8, 31, 32, he said, and you oh, will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Let, okay, let me take that 31 again. He said, Jesus said to the people who believed in him. So I'm talking, I'm, I'm talking to believers now, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're not a believer, this is a fantastic opportunity for you to know what Christianity is about. Mm, right? Amen. Many people say all manner of crap about Christian faith. And I smile because they don't understand what it looks like. Because the examples they've seen, right, or what people what they've been told about the Christian faith is not correct. Mm. So I don't blame them. I don't I'm not angry at them. Right. But believers, let's talk about it. So if you are if you're not a Christian and you're watching us, you're listening to us, just you know, listen listen up properly. So that you can get a gist uh, of what Christian faith is about to a very much extent here. Now, the, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. Right? And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So I'm about to touch on some things. But what I'm trying to say, uh, and the reason why I referred us to, that, to those verses is that me speaking the truth to you is what will make you free. Mm. You know, trying to color to color it or to modify it or make it sound somehow just to sound soothing to you will not help. I say and I say always, I've never seen deception have a happy ending. Mm. Right? I've never seen lie have a happy ending. <clears throat> Excuse me. As a pastor, I have people around me, I have people who come in contact with me. I, at least I know of a particular one as I'm speaking to you right now who have been living in a lie and deception for over five years. And things had only gotten worse. They have never been better. And I was thinking last night, and I said, when would this person wake up and start living by the truth? 
living for the truth mm -hmm. because deception and lies which the world gives you will not set you free mm -mm. so you've been in this situation for over five years you keep taking in more lies you take a step you act on that lie it complicates the matter and your life is getting worse down the lane instead of getting better when will you summon the courage to say you know what i've had enough of the negative consequences of believing the lie mm. i want to go by the truth come on friends the truth does not always feel good mm. no the truth of god's word does not always feel good but on the flip side deception destroys so which one do you want and i know we have enough common sense to say you know what i would rather have a happy ending than to have a temporary thrill that will ruin my life mm. come on See, friends these are the truth i had to come to terms with i've had opportunities negative opportunities to do some stupid silly things and i have to ask myself what is the consequence of this action what i mean what is the consequence i think consequence first before i act my wife can tell you can testify to this a lot and when we want to do something i'm thinking five years time two years time one year's time can we continue you know i do a lot of assessment of forward thinking forward thinking yeah so it, lies and deception has not helped us until now so when are we going to switch and start living by the truth where am i going so many people will come into the christian faith right come in to get certain things like so husband amen for will for the ladies or the guys come to church for a wife some they are trusting god to give them kids and that's why that's one this one that i know is going to be sensitive and some is finances mm. but do you know that people in the world who do not know god who do not appreciate god get kids have the kids problem having kids or getting pregnant without god's um without seeking god or asking god begging god right is one of the reasons why we have issues with abortion right well Be that's true because people just keep having children they just keep doing stuff and they're having children that they don't that they don't want and they're killing these kids these babies yeah let's think properly so a believer is attending a ministry who believe that they specialize in an anointing to give people babies hmm. but there are many unbelievers who don't believe what we believe at all who don't believe in god and they are having children and they are killing the babies mm -hmm. something is not right here so when i hear things like god has no hazard it it tears me up it it irritates me when people go on special fasting and praying and begging god to give them a child it bothers my heart because what you are begging god for or what you are thinking god is holding back from you what kind of god is he is, is he that he gives it oh thank you we are about to get excited this morning huh. what kind of god is he that is given the unsaved my wife please let's go to romans chapter 5 verse 8 and verse 9. what kind of god is he that is giving that is giving it anyhow to the people who are killing the babies mm -hmm. do you think he's an unjust god mm -hmm. so some people are trusting god for marriage and some people ask seriously angry at god as i'm speaking because god has not given them a husband friends get ready pray for me 2022 i'm gonna say a lot of stuff to single people i'm gonna unpack a lot of truth and i believe that many single ladies and guys will find a woman that will make a good husband or wife to them mm -hmm. so the the lady female woman will get a good husband man male and the male will get a good wife woman girl female amen, amen. So I need to clarify that 2022 is going to be explosive because I'm going to unpack some truth. And as many people want to listen to the truth, want to listen and act on it, you will see the result. Because we saw Jesus said, if you know the truth, the truth will make you free. Amen. Amen. See, my church family knows this. I, I don't go by all of these pretense. And when people come up to me and in their suit in their jacket the lord bless you and they will quote scriptures very accurate very sound and i'm looking at them smiling i said and in my mind i'm thinking the holy spirit is showing me your cv what you do behind the scenes and you're acting as if you, everything is fine I'm, you know sometimes i look at people i like is it because you have worked so much with fake pastors and godly pastors is the reason why you think i'm one of them you know people will be telling me things i'm thinking telling me things i'm thinking 
Do you know that I know that everything you are telling me is a lie? This is not how you treat your spouse. This is not what you do. I can see everything. And I'm like, Lord Jesus, like, can I just blow up their cover and tell them a specific time and season what they are doing? Because I'm like, what? you look at me in the eyes and you are lying to me. Do you know I carry the Holy Ghost? And it's this not to make me special. The same thing with everybody. If you want to know the truth about people, if you're open and transparent with the Lord, it's going to expose people to you. Mm. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Put it that up. <laughs> it's the reason why I was trying to count one to ten so I can calm myself down. So I was talking about the fact that there are single there are people who could who come to church. There's one that there's a kind of inspiration I wanted to finish, but if it comes back to my mind, I'll finish it. So today we're having fun. <coughs> Amen. So my head till midnight. Right, so get ready. <laughs> I'm joking. Come on. Right. Now I understand. Uh, I know you guys have to stay there and do some last minute shopping, but let's have fun today. It's the last service of the year. Come on. We won't, we won't finish at eleven. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so when you pray for a husband or wife i'll be mindful of what you pray for so this is what my wife is going, is going through in mar- <laughs> it's an answered prayer <laughs> in marriage yeah i don't know the kind of match she saw in me but before she said yes uh, and i think it's the wear suit and you know i yes. a look three-piece suits well, tie everything but she never knew that that guy this guy is gonna be a kind of silly guy you know it's <laughs> very serious back then military style right but, but um come, don't be deceived by my wife's portion she's posh right so i'm like i'm not blowing your cover because when we when we get to eat in the house oh, i'm not posh uh, at home. Uh, when you get to eat in the house you know what i was in the church family yesterday i said this lady before yeah. I married her, this is. Can we go back to the service? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let us, let us, let me, let us. This, let, you know, it's you and I. Hmm? You know, bless you, sir. How are you, sir? How are you, sir? I was very and humble. She's very, okay, very so, respecting. So you're not humble anymore. Like, you're not as humble as before. Right? <laughs> That's not what I said. So you say you're very humble. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I know your defenders in the church. Are fighting, are rooting for yes, you. Yes, right now. I, <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> Praise God. So we'll, we'll give you more just later on because of our time, Ram. <laughs> really wish I could use this opportunity to, Amen. <clears throat> Praise God. I don't pray for us because I don't know what the consequence of my actions would be like, but um, the Lord is good. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Right. So the truth is what will make us free, right? Lies and deception will not make us free. So let's look about. It. So we're talking about kids, right? Mm-hmm. So look, going to church to get a husband and get a wife. Right, the people. There are many people in the world who who have a fantastic marriage relationship. Yeah, following the principles of care, you know, placing the other people ab- above you. I mean, seeking the interest of the other person. Mm-hmm. Because in marriage relationship, if both parties seek the what will be what will benefit the other more than they seek seek what will benefit them, will have better relationships. Mm. If selfishness is self interest, self centeredness is taken out of relationship, we'll have fantastic relationships on earth. Single, single people get ready for this. I'm coming to trash this ideology of what I want in a man. So people ask you what you want in a man or what you want in a woman, you bring out the list. And one of the questions I'm going to ask you in the new year is what are you going to give to the man or the woman? Mm. Watch out for that podcast. What are you going to give? Because the thing is, is you can't keep going to look for what you can get. Okay. Right, you can't keep going to look for what you can get and think you'll be able to receive a man or a woman after the heart of the father. Because you are going to seek your own interest. You are going to seek what is good for you. You'll be like a parasite because you'll be you'll be sucking the man or the woman to fill the need to the vacuum in your heart. And it is it is unscriptural. It's not it's not Christian like. So people of the world who are not born again, who are not Christians, who go by these principles of marriage. Don't forget that marriage was is an institution that was in place before Christianity. Mm-hmm. And God expects that a man should be a husband of one woman. Jesus even said in the book of Matthew chapter, like from the very beginning, God created a man and a woman uh, and created one man for a woman. When I say created, I'm trying to say that in the context of marriage, a man should have one wife. Right, and Jesus was even saying to the Jews at some point that you know, um, because this guy said, Can they divorce a woman for any reason? And Jesus said that the God, God designed that the man and the woman should come together. He didn't say Christians, the man and the woman should come together and be husband and wife. The man should leave his family. You know, there's a lot that goes into that. I'll talk more about the new year by God's grace. I get to me. So, 
so the marriage has been existent before Christianity and many people have fantastic marriage relationship yeah. because they place other person above them they are need of the other person above them so it is mutual it's not one sided so many Christians don't even go by these principles and values and they want to spiritual spiritualize or Christianize you on the entire thing right and this is not right so the fact that we are Christian doesn't mean that we um there's something about responsibility you know when you when you leave your responsibility uh, there's a word i used to use i can't remember right now you know it does not mean that we we, we leave our response we we stop being responsible we don't take uh we don't understand our responsibilities and just spiritualize the whole thing mm-hmm. right we, we need to know our part the part we ought to play or we are to play to make marriage work right so people going to christ to god to give them a husband or are paying a pastor we, we don't get it right going for special singles meeting where you think you can meet a person that God can who told you that you will find a man or the man or the woman in that singles meeting? I say, and this is a part of these are just insights, um, tips into the new year. I mean, for the new year, th- things I'm going to cover now. <clears throat> the Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 14, that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Who told you the person God wants you to marry is in a particular church? Mm. Church is not a place to come and get a husband or wife. No, I've had some ridiculous things like. Um, if a girl wants to get married, right, because men are scarce in the world we live in today, there's a kind of church they should go to. So a church will be, a lady will be going to, traveling from church to church to, to find where guys are and position herself, like I said, position, position yourself to be found when actually the person that God wants to connect her with somewhere else. Mm. I get it. And our spiritual life it's been messed up. Her spiritual life is being, I'm thinking, how do I put this? You know, she's not being fed spiritually. She's not growing spiritually because she's looking for churches where she can get a husband. Do you know the, do you know the, what Christianity is about? If, when we don't know what Christianity is about, it's why we go around looking for those things in places. And we're going to come back to the gift of God. Why the gift of God? Which is the third one? Finances. Yeah. The top, the top 10 uh, most uh, richest people, I don't think they are godly people. With all the respect, at least the fifth one. Yeah, I don't know how the Forbes billionaire list is going now. At least the fifth one is a very. I mean, as of the time I checked the Forbes list, the fifth one is a is a nasty guy. The way that is is a very nasty guy, and many of us will, will give testimony in church for finding a job in those places. It's ridiculous. Yeah. We go give testimony about certain things that unbeliever does not testify about. Ha. Huh. I see the reason why um, my church membership will not um, we're not going to thousands because I gotta tell you this I gotta tell you this stuff. I get to me. Um, someone told me one day they said they want me to give um, to make special prayers for them because they're looking for a job. Guys, we still have about ten or fifteen minutes to go, so get ready for this. Um, they wanted me to say special prayers for them about a job. They they, they believe it was a spiritual attack. I said that's fine. Uh, first of all, before we pray for you, send me your CV. So when they sent me their CV, I realized that the spiritual attack they have is their CV. <laughs> this, this spiritual attack they have, the first spiritual attack is their CV. Because when I looked at the CV, I said, if I was a hiring manager, I ain't going to hire you. And I was just being honest. But you know that, I don't, I don't think we prayed about a, job before, um, about a job for them before they started getting calls and interviews. No, I didn't pray about it. We looked at the we look at the gap in their skill set, and they themselves figured out that you know they're lagging behind certain skills. And we say, okay, what can how can we how can we enhance what you already have to make you employable? We didn't pray. I didn't say in Jesus' name. I didn't say Heavenly Father before they started getting calls and interviews. So I did that to prove that to them that the reason why we come to church because this person will say things like, you know, and when we go do it, when we go. And I try to prove to them, the reason why we come to church is not to come and get a job. There's an essence behind the gift of God. Mm. God did not give that gift, Jesus Christ, because of the earthly things that we want to get. That's not the essence of Christianity. That's not the essence of salvation. So I've thought three, right? So finance, um, kids, kids, relationships, um, marriage, whatever. These are not the reason why. These are not the gifts of God. Right? These are not embedded in the gift of God. Mm. Because the unsaved can get them without acknowledging God and they don't even know God. They don't respect God. 
Hmm. And some Christians are hungry with their unsafe neighbor who seems like everything is working for them and things are not working for you. Mm-hmm. And you say God is an unjust God. Forget about it. God is not an unjust God. <clears throat> now, I'm not trying to say that we don't have an enemy in opposition, the devil. Right? I, I mean, there's so many things packed in here that I can't touch on. I just want to focus on what, you know, the gift of God. I'm not saying we don't have the adversary, the devil, but in the in the general landscape of things of Christianity, many people have a transaction-like relationship with the Father. Mm. They come into the relationship with God for what they want to get. They don't even have a an, a relationship with God from the point of how they communicate, how they interact with God. Mm. It's just about what they can get. And um, they will pray, they will fast, so that God doesn't get angry at them so that they can get those things. Something is not right. That's not the essence of Christianity. Amen. Amen. Is that, is that, um, I, I would say that that's pr- primarily, I believe it's because of the teachings that we have received in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, some people, that was the motivation for even receiving Christ in the first place. Come to church and then you will get this, this, this and this. So we haven't really heard the true gospel. Yeah. And I, I believe this is like the challenge especially from the African, because I can only speak from, from from what we know, right? The African background. That was how some of us went to the body of Christ. Oh, if you come into the body, if you if you receive Christ, you're not going to go to hell. You're, you're not, you know, you're going to get a job. You're going to get your finances. You're going to get your papers, whatever it is. Yeah. And that is all that we know about God. But then it, it came, there came a point where I thought, hold on a second, but people who don't have God, they have all of these things. So yeah. what is it that I'm, what is what makes me different to the person who doesn't have God? And I love Andrew Womack. He always says that there should be a difference between you and the unsaved person. <laughs> and if there isn't, then we need to question, okay, what is it that I have believed? Is this actually what Christianity is all about? Um, and I, I believe that's what you're calling out. Because if the, belie- if the unbeliever can have all of these things, then why is it that it's, it's such a big deal? Why is it that it's such a big deal if it happens for me? Does that mean that... God is limited because clearly these people don't need God and they're getting the very same thing. Yeah. So w- what is it exactly? And people will say, oh yeah, yeah, but they're, they're, they're storing up the riches for the, for, for the righteous. Okay. They don't wake me up. Kaya. Yeah. So um, <laughs> um, I believe that in this next year coming that we really need to understand this whole gospel message. We need to have a, have a real hard think about what do we actually believe do we like if all of these things never happened the things on our list would we still be christians in fact if hell was taken out would you still be a christian and i think that's a valid question to ask why are you a christian why do you actually know what the christian faith is about Mm -hmm. like literally if you don't get anything that you're trusting god for would you still be a christian and why would you still be a christian um because it's so important that the purpose for which we're doing a thing the purpose for which we are christians is actually established and hopefully it's a godly one as opposed to a selfish one um god desires our hearts he wants a relationship with us um he gave us the greatest gift ever if that is not enough then something's wrong if the gift of christ and everything that christ comes with is not enough then something we don't understand there's something we're missing there's something that we're missing because absolutely the I know you wanted to be Romans 5. But I believe it is also Romans. I think it's Romans. I don't remember the, the, the verse, but it says, if he did not di- withhold. Do you remember mm. the verse of Karen, scripture? Karen, Karen, I, if God did not withhold his very own son, huh? how would he not with him freely then give us all things? Now God gave us the top the top of the top of the top of the gift on his lips. He basically laid down his own life, you know, right? He came in the form of a man to lay down his life. That's the best. If he gave you the best, everything else is secondary. Romans 8, to current, current. Everything yeah. else is secondary. So therefore, um, if we're not appreciating the best, then we're not understanding something. There's something that we don't understand. So um, I, I feel like this should be like, 2022's top priority um to understand the father this gift that god has given us under really really getting to grasp with this gospel message and if everything else didn't work out um we w- would we still be believers interesting you know whilst we were talking one thing that came to my mind was the fact that the apostles of the faith did not have many of these things that many of us are dying for Mm-mm. 
you know, many people are depressed today and want to leave the Christian faith because they don't get they didn't get these things. But none of the apostles had these things. Paul was not even married, right? And this guy was so his heartbeat was so much to do what to spread the gospel, Man. train people that he was not going to marry because so that he can give time to the gospel. And even I some guys that it's better they don't get married because yeah. we get married, right? You'll be entangled with the things of the uh, of the world. Yeah. You have to keep that to your spouse. Husband. My spirit is telling me that someday you're not rubbing people the right way as you're speaking. It means repent. <laughs> I'm not saying you should not get married. I'm married. You can see my my beautiful wife next to me. But to show you how significant and the criticality, I mean, how huge what Christianity is about in terms of the impact in God's heart. I mean, there's so much about Christianity. You know, these things that we are dying for, some of us are fainting for, are getting depressed for, are not even something we should be fainting about, mm. you know, depressed about, you know, bothered about. Because there's so much to Christianity than than many of those things. Amen. Amen. So let's look at this this way. So you, you um, Romans 8, 11, sorry, Romans 8, 32. Uh-huh. It's a, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Amen. The Bible called out first thing. I mean, the most precious things to the Father is Son. Come on. Hmm. It, the most precious things to the Father is Son. And John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. So how God demonstrated his loving kindness to us all, to mankind, is to give his only begotten son to us. Amen. So that if we believe in him, we will not perish, but we will have eternal life. And what is that eternal life? The eternal life is the very life of God. It's the very nature of God. Amen. The nature of Christ himself. You might read things like divine nature. I mean, God wants us to look like him so that he can fellowship with us. We can walk, we can walk with him. He can call us his children. And the ch- God is spirit, right? And Jesus said in the book of John chapter 4, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So the, tr- the, the change, the rebirth that God wants in our life is, to, is so that we can look like him, we can look like Jesus. We can be accepted into his family. You know, in my meditation yesterday, I was saying that, you know, uh, I was talking, I was thinking about the wrath of God. I said the wrath of God, right, is not against people; it's against wickedness. Mm. But unfortunately, as many people carry, will carry the DNA and the identity of the devil, will be destroyed by the wrath of God because the wrath of God is coming mm. upon wickedness, upon evil, because God hates evil. So people say things like, "There's no wrath of God." I think many times some pastors, because uh, they are trying to really paint God as in their effort to paint God as, you know, God is never angry. God is not. I'm not saying God gets angry. God is not angry at you right so they they teach many things out of context and i'm saying when the bible tells us that because of wickedness ephesians 5 because of wickedness the wrath of god the anger of god is coming to destroy the wickedness destroy the works of the devil god is not coming to destroy people he's going to wipe out wickedness so so to restore the earth and heaven back to its original state so you have to purge wickedness out of the earth Right, so some pe- pastors in the attempt to make to because they're just trying to make people, to, you know, I don't want to go into details, and they said that does not exist. I get to me. The Bible says because of this kind of wickedness, the wrath of God is coming, which is it just means the God's judgment is coming to to get rid of this thing, so that you and I can live in a world that is void of evil. Aren't you tired of the assassination, the murder, and the killings going on in the world? God, God did not create those things, and God does not want those things continue to exist. Hmm. Amen. Amen. So. God wants us to look like him so that when he comes to purge the earth and heaven of evil, wicked, and when I say heaven, I'm talking about the, 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 the space, the, the, the spiritual realm. When it comes to purge the earth and the heavens of wickedness, of evil, he's going to take out everything that looks like evil. Anything that looks like evil, that is disturbing you, giving you sickness, giving you disease, you know, cancer, Talk about is going to is taking them out of the system. It's going to give you a new body that will make you look like Jesus, a body that cannot be corruptible. Mankind was not created to die, mm-hmm. but after sin came into the world, our 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 body was became corrupted and death, and we started dying, degenerating. But this is not how God created us in the first place. Yeah, Amen. So 
God gave his only son, Jesus Christ, so that you and I can receive the gift of God. We can receive, we can receive the nature of God. We can receive eternal life in our spirit. So we can look like God. Mm. Amen. Amen. So if you look at it, the Bible talks a lot about God's kindness demonstrated towards us in the person of Jesus Christ. There's so much about Jesus that Christmas should always remind us of the beginning of these things. Because if Jesus was not was not born in the first place, there would have been no death and resurrection. If we, if we weren't born in the first place, there would not have been death and resurrection. Because the Bible says that he died to take to pay the punishment for the sin of you and I, and he was raised from the dead for our justification. So I want to hear some things about the cross. Go back to the cross. We stay in the place of the cross. The cross is the place of defeat. It's a place of where somebody died and and bore the pain bore your pain your punishment mm. but where you should and you and i should believe in is the res- is in the resurrection mm-hmm. because it is through the resurrection of jesus that you and i have been declared righteous that all the bills all the judgment all the punishment has been fully paid amen amen i know we are touching a lot of stuff this morning but we're still talking about the gift of God. There's so much about the Christianity that we should not be thinking about all this. What God wants, what I want God to give me this December. Mm-hmm. I ask God this, this this year to give me this. This is not feeling nice in some people's mind. I ask God to give me this this year. Did not give me this. Year. What kind of God is this? Blah, blah, what kind of? And I'm and I'm asking my mind, what you are asking God for? Your next door neighbor got it without asking God. So what are we talking about? Romans five chapter five verse eight and nine. So before we go, oh, Romans no, no, five no. eight, please. As we wrap up, Romans 5, 8. But God showed his great love for us by sending... But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ. How did God show his love for you? To give By giving you a car. A car is a... a Jesus, Lord, help me. Jesus, come on, help me to be... <laughs> you need a GLE. Oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry. I'm trying to for guys who are listening. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to calm down. It's it's so sad. It's very very sad. It's very 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 sad how we are relegated the goodness and the kindness of God to material possessions. It's mm. sad. But God showed His great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we we're still sinners. Amen. So how God demonstrated His great love for you and I is by sending Jesus to die for you and I. Come on! So if we are thinking God's gift and God's love is in the things we get, we don't understand the Christian faith, the essence of the Christian faith. Mm. We don't understand the gospel. We do not know. Because the the foundation of the gospel, the foundation of a Christian faith, the foundation of salvation is that somebody was born into this world when we, when we are celebrating his birth, we decide to celebrate on twenty-five, right? Came into this world to die for you and I, to take your place, to deliver you and I from the power of sin, Amen. to make you a more than a conqueror, to give you authority and right over principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in higher places. So much that is loaded in the birth, death, birth, resurrection, birth, death, death resurrection, Amen. ascension Amen. of Christ. Amen. Amen. So whatever we are looking at as gifts this year, if you have not gotten the gift that you, you want to get, will you go back and appreciate God for the gift he has given you? Amen. Jesus Christ. Come on. Amen. And the verse 9 says, And since we have been made right in God's sight, so he came to die for you and I was raised from the dead to make you right in God's sight. See, knowing that you have been made right in God's sight, that you can approach God that God's your father, should be the most satisfying thing you will ever have on earth. Amen. In heaven and on earth, should be the most satisfying thing. That God is no longer hungry at you. And God is not separated from you. You have access to the Father. The king, I mean, the, the one who created the heavens and the earth. So verse 9 says, And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, it will certainly save us from God's condemnation. So there's a condemnation to come, there's a wrath to come, which is to purge out evil from the earth. Right? And you don't need to be bothered, you don't need to be afraid, you don't need to be scared, you don't need to be worried about anything because, come on, God is for you Amen. in Christ Jesus. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. So when you sort out your Christian faith and you sort out your relationship with God, then all that things you want to get, and that's the Father, you know, I'm going to trust you to guide me because now I have the Holy Ghost in me. Holy Ghost, I'm going to trust you to, to guide me as to take the right step and how, how to go about this, but not begging God for those things mm. because the unbelievers don't beg God for those things. So talking about motive, you know, as we, as we, as we shut down, God does not give because... Is because it has favorites. The God, if you, could, if you look at what that, bab, what that verse says there, uh, I think, which, which, where should I go? Um, John 3 16 says, For God so loved the world. Uh, okay, I think, let me look at that. Romans 8 32 here because okay. of the time. He said, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, all of us. So God doesn't have favorites. He doesn't have a special attention for anyone. He does even James chapter two says that believers should show no favoritism and should have, have no favorite. I get to me. So as we look at getting Christmas gift this year or whatever, or either from people or from God, let's think about God's gift to you and I, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the gift of God, Amen. and there's so much loaded in His gift. And God gives, not, does not give to get. So for many of us who are relating with God based on our performance, this is not right because the, the ultimate gift, which is Christ Jesus, the ultimate gift, how God demonstrated his love for you and I, the ultimate gift, he gave them to you and I while we're still sinners, while we're bad, mm. while we're unworthy or do not deserve that gift. So it's also to tell that as you are given this year, giving gift around, mm. don't give for a funny motive because of what you want to get. It's not the nature of God to give, to manipulate people, to get something from them. No, God gives as an expression of his love. And we are partakers of the nature of God, which means we have the nature of God. We have the God kind of nature, God kind of love in our heart. Mm. So we got to give unconditionally no strings attached not so that they can do this so that they can give their time to me so that they can so that they can recognize me no that is not god's way of giving and believers should not practice that don't give your husband some kind of special gift so that next year can give you something better let's talk see all of this attitude and behavior they are ungodly they are unchristian like this is not a christian that's not the christian faith mm. amen amen we're gonna shut down there so we can only pause we can we can't hand this out just pause they're gonna no i'm good Right. Thank you guys for your time this morning.